Box.com here where we help you master your money. So in this post, this person says, is it okay to live off my savings while going to school instead of investing? So I'm a female, 23 years old. I have $8,000 in savings and I'm about to get another $35,000 from a house sale. So in total, I'm about to have about $42,000 after I pay for my first semester of school out of pocket. $1,300. I didn't qualify for financial aid. Anyway, I know that it might be smart to invest the money in another house. I'm going through a divorce, which is why I had to sell the house. But honestly, I don't want the burden of home ownership again. And I feel like I could always just buy a house again in my 30s if I really want. Right now, I'm living at home again and I love my parents, but I want to move out of their house for several different reasons. I was approved for an apartment, but I'm thinking about just working part-time during school so I can focus on studying more and using my savings to just live a stable financial life. For reference, I'm going to school for dental hygiene. Right now, I'm just doing a year of pre-requests pre-requirements, and then I have to wait at least another year to get into the program, if not longer. After my two semesters of prereqs, I plan on working full-time again. I don't want to drain my savings, but at the same time, I have no debt, no car payment, expensive phone plan, and I keep spending at a minimum. I guess I'm seeking the opinion of, would it be stupid to live off the money instead of investing it? I've had a hell of a past two years in an awful controlling marriage, and I kind of just want to enjoy life with no, with no financial stress. So let's uh, break this down, right? So this person says they have $8,000 in savings, right? And so basically they're going to have about $42,000 after they get the $35,000 from the house sale. So $42,000. And then they after they pay for my first semester of school out of pocket, so... So if the first semester out of this school is out of pocket for only $1,300, that's actually really not that bad for a semester. That's actually like really good for a semester, especially if you're going to go into like a field with like dental hygiene because you could definitely make a lot of money and very consistent amount of money being a dental hygienist. And you should probably be able to do that within three to four years being a dental hygienist. And probably bring in about fifty, maybe even sixty thousand dollars, depending on your location or how many hours you work. You could probably bring in a pretty good amount of money, right? So let's just get that part out of the way. It's definitely worth it to go down the route of becoming a dental hygienist to have a very stable and pretty good living, right? That being said, you should not try to just live off of your savings. Your ideal situation is to not even touch your savings. So what I mean by this is that the ideal situation would be if you do not want to live with your parents, right? If that is basically something that you are not willing to sacrifice on, you have to go find an apartment that is very cheap. Now, you may not like it. It might look kind of ugly, but you'll, you'll have a bed, you'll have a kitchen, and you'll have a bathroom, right? And I'm thinking maybe like uh, an apartment that maybe only costs like $500 to $1,000 per month. That is close to the school specifically, right? 
And there's a lot of apartments that are typically around dorms that are pretty cheap compared to like dorm living as well. And I would not even bother doing something like putting this money towards a house at all, right? Like not in this situation. Like really the best thing to do, or at least what I would do in her situation, would be more so of living in a very, very cost-effective apartment that is close enough to the school that I could just easily get to in a very quick manner, but then also work some sort of job that brings in enough money to cover my living expenses, and that you know includes the rent, food, insurance, all that kind of stuff, right? And also your tuition every year, right? If you could find a part-time job with doing all that, that's what I would do. If you cannot find a part-time job, I think you would need to go a full-time job route. That being said, so that you don't impact yourself financially in a negative way. Because another way to look at it, right, is that let's say you just break even with all of your expenses, tuition, living expenses, all that kind of stuff, right, working a full-time job while doing all this, right? If you just were to break even, you would have $42,000 after all this to go put towards a house when you become a dental hygienist making good money, right? And you have no debt, no expenses, nothing burdening you, and you have this massive cash pile just sitting there waiting for you to do something with it, which would feel a lot better by like you basically coming at the end of this dental hygienist program and you literally have nothing inside your bank account. So the ideal situation is to work from the get-go a full-time job. The If you can actually afford it in this like type of situation where you can find a part-time job that pays enough to do all that, go ahead and do that so you have a little bit more time to study and all that kind of stuff, right? But here's the reality of the situation you got to make enough money to cover all your expenses and you do not want to be going into the hole every single month to the point where you are cashless, right? So hopefully this person that put this post ends up just randomly stumbling upon this episode. But also, if you know someone that's kind of dealing with a similar situation, feel free to share this episode with them. Because here's the thing. Personal finance does not need to be complicated at all. It's just you got to really view what is the best route to take, right? And sometimes the best route to take is something that's not really going to necessarily feel good or like give you like a nice feeling from it, right? Like, you know, like it's going to suck. It's going to suck working a full-time job and then also doing the program for like a dental hygienist, right? But it would also give you the freedom financially to not feel like you are hurting like you have to like like you can't like pay for like your food that you can't afford a pack of ramen to eat right like as long as she is in a place where she feels financially independent i think long term it's going to be a lot better for her it's going to be a lot safer for her as well and a lot less controlling right because imagine if let's say that she became like cashless and i'm not saying that this is actually going to happen but a lot of times, and like, you know, when it's like very like controlling toxic relationships, you'll sometimes see like the woman in the relationship end up going back to the guy when they are not 
financially independent, right? So if she were to just lose all of her cash, right, it is not out there to believe that she might end up going back to this guy because she feels like she can't survive without him. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying you don't even want that to even be an option in her future. Because obviously from her wordings and what she expressed, she was in a very controlling relationship and she she wants to feel free, right? So I just want her to be in a situation where she actually is free, right? And she doesn't have to rely on other people so that she truly is financially free from anyone else. So that she doesn't have to like go down like a path that she really doesn't want to go down. And like it's like the same thing, like you've seen it before, probably if you end up stumbling upon this episode or like listening to it, like where you see someone who's been like in an abusive relationship and they go back to that abusive relationship because they feel like they can't survive without that relationship. Like I've had family members that like was in a situation like that and everyone kept trying to tell them like, hey, you got to get out. You got to like leave. Like, what are you doing? Get out of there. And they just kept going back and back and back and back until eventually it got so bad that they actually did finally leave. But at the same time, it's like it's like this weird, vicious cycle. And if you're not careful about it, and if you don't put yourself in a position where mentally and financially you are in a place where you don't have to rely on other people, you never know what's going to happen. So that's all I want to say about that. That's what I would do in her situation. If you need help with mastering your money, go down below, check out 40inbox.com and learn the secret to mastering your money. And we'll see you in future episodes. And again, feel free to share this with someone who you think might need to hear it. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.